Hello, my name is Connor. And I'm Jason. And you are listening to the Amazed and Perplexed podcast. Today we're going to be starting a series uh, following the life of Elijah, and one we're we're gonna, we're so excited to to walk through it and to process and and to hopefully view uh, this man's life um, with some new helpful lenses that could be beneficial to um, to Jason and I. Uh, and so uh, today, we'll, we will not be covering any specific um, passage uh, in Elijah's life that will be for the coming weeks. Today, we're just going to kind of set out a, a framework for what it will look like and maybe build out some context so that when we start uh, next week, we kind of start all on the same footing um, in terms of our discussion. I just wanted to ask, this was kind of Jason's, um, Jason kind of brought up this idea of, you know, we're taking a little bit of break from um, just focusing on like a few, uh, a few verses in the New Testament and trying to walk through a whole narrative of, of somebody um, in the Old Testament. So what is it about Elijah that drew, drew this what is it about Elijah that drew him to you in regards to what we're trying to do here today? I think with Elijah and it, so, yeah, beginning with the end in mind, kind of thinking about how his life goes. Um, I see a lot of, I, I have a lot of tendencies that I see show up in him. He, he's a man that um, I don't think he really wanted to do uh, what he was being called to do. Um uh, there, there's one particular uh, event, interaction with him and God that I think, man, that's me like all the time, you know. And I, so I think Elijah reveals what's it like for a person that really struggles, that, um, you know, there's part of them that they want to do great things and have great impact and feel like their life has meaning. But then there's the other part that, it you know, life scares them and it overwhelms them and they, you know, don't know if they have what it takes. And, uh, and yet God uses them. So, so in one hand we were, I guess, I guess what it is, is you don't have this super strong guy, you know, this super strong person. And then God comes along and just works with them. Uh, you have a guy that I think minus God's interaction, number one, we would know nothing about him. Uh, and number two, um, you wouldn't have these interactions because he, he keeps finding himself in spaces that are way over his head, just way, way over his head. And he's the first one to say it. He's not, he's not posturing. Sometimes David, it seems like he's posturing. He's like, yeah, I got this. And, yeah. and, and I'm not questioning. David's a man after God's heart. But, but you don't really have any of those examples with Elijah. Even from the beginning, it's like, okay, you know, okay, we'll take this next step kind of thing. And I'm not suggesting he, there's no one else like him, but I do like it. He's, he has a compact story. Um, that his story is pretty um, limited relative to how much you know space is occupied by it in terms of the, the narrative uh, space. And yet we do get a feel for who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to learn in Elijah's life about what if you're not the perfect person, you know, which is everybody, but I think owning that. A second, what if, you know? Yeah, <laughs> what you if? Imagine? Yeah, so we're, there's somebody out there maybe that feels that way. Um, and I personally, you know, even right now, we were talking before hitting, you know, record about I'm in a maybe in a depressed space in my life. And and so when we chose Elijah and then there's a lot of sickness in your family the last few weeks, but when we chose Elijah, I didn't feel this way. But now it's like, oh, yeah, this is exactly uh, what I need is to walk through the fact that this guy's life um, is a lot like mine. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things 
you know, ref, you referenced our conversation before and I, you know, we've really struggled with like a lot of sickness recently. And, and that's obviously just brought me really far down in, in terms of, of where I usually am. Uh, and the thing that I will be interesting to track with these, you know, kind of with, with my recent history, um, with the story of Elijah is he comes into like just a really, and we'll talk, I'll talk, we'll talk about it a little bit later on the episode. He comes into a really kind of bleak situation. Um, so, and I'll get into further detail later, but Elijah comes in just after like a string of just like really, um, I don't know how else to phrase it, but mostly crappy rulers in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, in terms of God's people. And there just seems to be like, like when I try to put myself in his, in his shoes, there doesn't seem to be a lot of space for like, oh yeah, here's how things are going to get turned around or here's how things are going to end up working out. Um, and so one, I kind of hope as we track through it that we see, um, we we begin to maybe myself here i begin to see myself in those veins of, of the story where god is doing something in a way that i would imagine elijah probably beforehand did not feel like there was a whole lot of space um for god to do them so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, to track that i think that's a good observation i think th- there is a sense that i think many christians have that once the context gets right, then I can dot, dot, dot. And sometimes that's, then I can really impact the world, or then I can make my life better, or then I'll feel better about things. And I think, number one, I think that's a fallacy. I think that's incorrect. I don't think there's ever the right time, uh, you know. And But on the other hand, I think there we can put this pressure on ourselves. I got to create the right time. I got to create this situation. And, um, and I think that's wrong, too. I think, I, how do I say this? I think it's, I think our posture needs to be available and willing, but the idea of then taking the next step and putting the pressure on ourselves of, and I need to make this happen, because I think there's kind of an assumption that people like Elijah made it happen, and we throw out these stories, and why why aren't we challenging the false gods? Well, <clears throat> that wasn't Elijah's idea. You, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's not like Elijah was sitting at home and, you know, watching TV, and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm yeah. going to participate in an event that does a lot of uh, damage to to the belief system of the people around me, you know? And I think, I think that's just something that that we put unnecessary pressure, imaginary pressure, um, that that God would is saying that to us. Like you better create this, you better do this. Simultaneously, I think sometimes we excuse ourselves from opportunity because we're like, oh well, I'm not that person, I'm not that man, I'm not that woman, I'm not that person that that does those kind of things. And I think it's really beautiful to see neither was Elijah. He wasn't really that person, but he chose to keep in the game. And I think that's just really useful. Awesome. For those of you that are familiar with the amazed and perplexed uh, template, if you will, uh, we're going to process this a little bit differently. We always want to be in the spirit of amazed and perplexed. And of course, if you're new, you know, I want to remind or introduce and then remind everybody else, uh, the spirit behind amazed and perplexed is not the technique, it's the idea of anticipating running into things in scripture that you struggle with. That I think it's important to anticipate, hey, I'm interacting with the word of God here. I'm going to run into some stuff that won't make total sense. Maybe I'm even offended by or frustrated with. And then the second is be prepared to for wonder, for amazement, for, um, oh, that's so incredible. You know, I, I'm, I'm literally being invited to walk with an eternal, all-powerful God. Expecting to be surprised, expecting to be enlightened by the stories we've heard a thousand times. Right, and not by our observations, although we may observe something that inspires or provokes you in a way, but more just the word itself. Just the word of God is amazing, and we don't want to get in the way of that. We simply want to encourage that process. So that spirit will apply to our walk through Elijah. So building off what Jason said, uh, 
I just want to reiterate, I think it's really important um, for Jason and I, and even for you when you're listening, um, we, Jason and I, when we enter into these conversations, always try to believe um, that God is going to speak through the other person, that the other person has the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of them, and that there are specific, unique things about them, about their histories, about their personalities, that are going to inform um, inform how they see God and how God interacts with them. And because I'm not them, um, when I talk with them, when I'm open and honest with this other person, then I get to see a new piece of God, and I get to experience a new piece of God. And so even though this is a little bit of different, um, different way of um, uh, different – a different method of amazing perplex and we're doing a narrative as opposed to you know a we're doing a long-term long-form narrative as opposed to a short-term uh passage we still want to maintain that same spirit that we we still want to maintain that same spirit of of being expectant that god is going to teach us something new um or god is going to teach us something old um and that the person in front of us is a major part in how god wants to do that yeah, I, I think in in Acts 17 where he talks about, you know, he he caused you to be born basically in this time and space. Um, we think God is so powerful and so amazing and so creative that the people that are drawn into your life, we think you should pay attention to that. Um, that And in particular, uh, people that believe in God, uh, people that long for God in certainly the way that, that we do. Um, we want to really pay attention to that because we believe that's the... That's one of the huge inherent values of the church, of the called out, um, that we both value and listen to each other. And this is the key, and I think it's a big shift, certainly from how I was brought up, be expectant that God's going to speak. Uh, I, w- I was actually raised the opposite. I was like, I'm only expectant you say what I've already thought. If you say something different, then I'm getting maybe irritated, and if you stay with it and don't convince me quickly, which nobody is convinced quickly, then now I'm angry with you and I actually create create space between. And so we believe there's great value in being relaxed and share what you notice and understanding we're always being taught by God together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, man, I, I love all of that. So what, what it will look like is each week um, at the end of an episode and also in the show notes, we will give you uh, the passage that we will be covering uh, covering the next week. Uh, and so we'll encourage you to, to do that reading for yourself. Um, maybe even we'll put a little bit of warning beforehand saying, you know, hey, stop here, go read, go open your Bible or go open the Bible app and, and, and listen to it uh, so that we can kind of all be there together. One of the things we always want to be looking for, and in particular in narrative uh, format, and narrative just telling the story of the life in contrast to poetry or doctrine, you know, law kind of kind of uh, genres, is um, watching for the humanity. Who is this man? And, and we're not given com- comprehensive insight by any means, but we are shown some stuff that I have not paid attention to historically, and so we want to keep coming back to what's it like to be this human? Uh, in this context right now. So that's one of the other lenses we'll be looking through as we go forward. Yeah. So just as we read through the passage, that's that's one thing we want to keep highlighting uh, is that these this, these were real people experiencing real emotions at a real time that will hopefully help us um, approach the passage with more, more um, honesty in just more um, in just a more earnest way. Uh, and so, yeah, that that's kind of what it is. And there's specific there's intentionally. There is intentionally some wiggle room kind of in that in terms of um, what exactly that will look like. That is 
Jason and I don't do super well when we completely box ourselves in. Um, but so now we kind of want to transition for the last little bit of this episode, just kind of setting up the story of Elijah, because we don't want to assume, you know, I, I'm sure there are people who listen who are, you know, it's February 15th when we're recording this. They're already on their third, you know, read the Bible in a year plan um, <laughs> for, for 2023. And they're much more knowledgeable than us. And I'm sure there are other people who are like, you know, they've they've heard the story of Elijah um, and they, they they know some of the big things, but they're not super familiar about the, the chronological order of how these things came about. And so. So, yeah, we're just going to kind of walk through that a little bit. So to start us in our thinking before we even get to our reading for next week, um, kind of set the stage for what's happening. I don't know if you call it geopolitically, but what's this world that Elijah is inheriting, that he's born yeah. into and works in. Yeah, so let's start from the beginning. In the beginning, God... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, surprisingly enough, that sounds like a joke I would have thought of like five days ago, and then I'm like, I'm going to say that, but it was spur of the moment sort of thing. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so the story that we're going to be you know, finding ourselves in is a really... Um, it's a really fascinating story. Anytime, anytime you really get into the nitty-gritty of the Old Testament, it's so interesting to me because each story is unique and it's also repetitive of what has come before and what will come um, again in, in the story of God's people. Uh, and so uh, there's a lot of uniqueness, but then there's also a lot of patterns that we're going to be uh, coming up upon. So oh, we'll just kind of start off. So um, we'll start with the bare basics. So Moses, he leads his people out of Egypt, right? He leads God's people out of Egypt. And then there's some wandering and there's this whole ordeal um, of getting the promised land and not getting there. So it's, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Um, there's a really good uh, prelude to that um, called The Prince of Egypt. You should go check that out. Um, no, but uh, so, <laughs> so you should go check that out. Uh, so the Israelites, God's people, they are wandering in the desert for a long time. Eventually they come to the promised land. So yeah, uh, so God's people, they enter into the promised land and they're still kind of dispersed. They're still tribal in nature and through this series and the course of events, eventually a group of judges rise up to uh, help lead them. And then there's um, a whole lot of nonsense that happens and they cry out for a king. And then we get kings. And of course, we all know that goes super well <laughs> is where we get the story of Saul and David. And eventually David has his son Solomon uh, and things are really good. And then they're really, really bad. Um, and so the story where we're going to find ourselves today is happening after Solomon. Uh, after Solomon, the kingdom of Israel, the God's people, they split up into two separate countries. And the book will be in his first kings. And in the book of first kings, we get the story of how good were the kings after Solomon, um, both in the northern and in the southern kingdom. And spoiler alert. The northern kingdom, like zero, zero for 20, like really poor, really bad. Um, and even in, in the southern kingdom, not super great. Um, some, some decent, some not so great in the eyes of God. So Elijah comes onto the scene. And Elijah is coming into a kingdom, into a place, into a country um, that, one, um, has not had a good ruler in a really long time. Um, has not been led by a godly person in a really long time. In fact, their culture has been infiltrated by the surrounding um, cultures and the surrounding religions, and those are becoming much more prevalent and becoming even dominant to an extent. Um, and so there is the people of God are in a period of time where they have turned their back really on what God has called them to be and who God wants them to be. And pretty much every time that happens in the Old Testament, God then will send a prophet. And that's where we see Elijah come to the stage. Yeah. So, so you have, I, I just want to take a minute to think about the, just the implications of your development. If you're raised in a culture that, you know, they, they don't have a lot of, um, 
you know, what we have today. Like we form our perception of culture largely by the stimuli we receive. So if, if, um, you know, my kids have access to the internet from birth, you know, they are receiving a lot of messaging, you know, that I didn't receive being raised without it. And of course their time, Elijah's time, they're receiving primarily what was presented in their village. So I, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but a lot of times when you're isolated, and I, I lived for a while in Ecuador, and we would go out into tribal areas, and they knew very, very little about what was going on in the presidency. They knew very, very little about what was happening, you know, on the continent of South America, and much less about the global, you know, political, you know, dynamics that were happening. So Elijah, I think it's safe to say he was aware that he was in corrupt society, uh, but he wouldn't know anything different. You know, I, I, I imagine they had stories, so I, I don't want to at all minimize oral history that he had received. Uh, but it wasn't some broad dynamic. He, he didn't have a utopia that he was necessarily wanting to create. He was mm-hmm. reacting. Plus, when we meet him, it's, it's abrupt. He's like already in the role. And we learn more about his personality and sense of that role later. Like we're not yeah. presented front end. Uh, the action is happening. He, he is supposed to go and confront uh, one of these kings. His name is Ahab. And when we get to that reading, you'll see how that plays out. But keep in mind, this guy is mid-20s most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, think about if you're in your mid-20s, imagine being selected as the person of God for your generation, you know, and how um, isolating that may feel because the the clear thing that keeps pressing out is Elijah didn't have any kind of uh, resources beyond God. It's not like he was coming, you know, they're in this tribal state and he's the son of the leader of his tribe versus another tribe. There's no evidence he has any of that. Mm-hmm. Even the word where he's from, Tishba, they're not sure where that's exactly at. And that's very similar to the word settlers. So is this is this more just saying, hey, he's from the settlers, the the people that are almost displaced, which would yeah. say even more about he's his lack yeah, of power, yeah. you know? And so this is not a man by by any sense that's coming from power confronting power. And I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. And a lot of us, you know, because we're not the president, we don't think of our own power. But a lot of times if you're at work and you've been working there a while and something happens at work, you you feel like you have some power to say, hey, that's not right. But imagine if work had been going on for generations and you were like brand new to the job and you noticed something that wasn't right mm-hmm. and how challenging it would be if some external force, like some person that was familiar with the situation, but not directly in the situation said, hey, I think you need to stand up and how threatening that would be. And so we want to honor uh, where he's coming from as as a man. And I'm not at all suggesting that I've I've totally centered us in what it's like to be a person in this situation. But I think even to imagine what it's like to be in a position where you're being thrust into a place and you have none of the power, but you have these, I mean, strong mandates that you're told to issue that the chances of them happening are very small very very infinitesimally small that you're like for example just you know foreshadowing no one thinks that you know if you've been paying any attention to meteorologists you know no one thinks they're going to predict the weather for the next year you know so god puts him in positions that are really vulnerable and i think that's important to remember as we go through this is a normal man uh, with no external power other than god himself who's being put in a very vulnerable space 
So yeah, we're super excited to start this process with you. Uh, we want to encourage you to read uh, beforehand the passage we'll be processing next week, which is 1 Kings chapter 17, 1 through 16. We think it'd be really valuable for you to have come prepared, have read that so that when we process through it, you know kind of exactly um, where we're at and, and what we are talking about and hopefully maybe even kind of invite you into the conversation yourself. Yeah. So, so thanks for this. You know, we, we processed, we processed Psalms before and we processed uh, the book of Philippians. And so this is that same spirit, but other than Christ, this is the first narrative we processed. Uh, and I, I, I love that. I love this opportunity and I'm really excited because mostly for me, because there will be learning about this and because of the way God works, once you're focused on a, on a concept or a passage, you'll notice it more and more in your own life. And so I'm asking, how do I function when I'm out of my depth. How do I function when I don't feel well or feel my best? And so I'm really excited for, for myself personally, for Connor, and for, for those of you participating. Really want to invite you to come with us as we experience the life of Elijah together. Absolutely. Grace, peace, and love.